You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. We're here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. With me this evening, Southern, and then I'm Jamie Arrington, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, with me this evening, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, everyone. We are, I guess we're kicking it old school tonight. Um, we've had Shane on the last uh, few episodes and love what he brings to the table. Um, but tonight, it's just me and you. I guess extremely old school would just be you handling the entire thing. And I'm like on like every now and then uh, when you like just were hard up for any guests that you can get. <laughs> uh, but 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 yeah, just me and you tonight. So we got some is, bad um, we got yeah. some bad feedback on Shane and just kind of wanted to <laughs> dial it back a little bit. Uh, do something about that toilet Internet. <laughs> No, he, he's out on an adventure this evening, uh, I'm assuming, for work, so we'll get him back on next week. But I'll tell you what, uh, in the spirit of what Shane usually brings to the table, it's not whiskey that I'm going to uh, give a shout-out to here, but it is the uh, brewery right down the road, Southern Prohibition. I'm sipping on a Cakewalk Imperial Stout. By it all is means. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Shane used to work there, so... That's right. He full could, circle. Yeah, full circle. I'm, I had a I had a um, peach and honey honey aha, which is basically sparkling water, and uh, because I'm 41 years old, I can't drink close <laughs> to bedtime anymore. So <laughs> it only gets worse. So. <laughs> well, so we have had quite the eventful week. It has been a roller coaster roller coaster ride of fun in regards to Southern Miss football. Southern Miss basketball, we saw we saw some promise. So uh, we're going to talk about all that and more. But the big news today, today is National Signing Day for college football. As of this recording, uh, the Golden Eagles have 11 signees. Interesting tidbit, 10 of those have ties to Mississippi. So we're going to go through, again, we don't know. We're not the experts on these guys. We're going to give you a little info on them. And uh, just kind of go down the list and, and kind of how they perhaps could contribute. And also, Will Hall did a press conference earlier. Well, a media met with the media uh, via Zoom, and they have that video up on YouTube if you want to get his words on what all happened. So we had three transfers, um, and I'm going to go through this alphabetically on the list. So we're going to get started with a couple of the transfers. The first one is a defensive end. Uh, 6'3", 245 pounds. He's a senior. His name is Everett Cunningham, originally from West Point, Mississippi. Then he went to East Mississippi, where he played with a couple of guys that we have on the roster right now. And then he has been at Memphis the past couple of years. So he um, he played in 13 out of 14 games his first year at Memphis. He saw action in four games this season uh, before opting out and is now transferring to Southern Miss. Interesting tidbit. Will Hall recruited him to Memphis. So um, that is a part of the connection there. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, right off the bat, I mean, you know, first of all, we are reaping the benefits. I mean, everybody out there, we heard about the ties in Mississippi that Will Hall had. Uh, so just believe the hype, <laughs> you know, um, right off the bat. I mean, we, we nearly have an entire signing class at the at the early signing period and like a week's worth of him being on the job, which is crazy. Um, so all of these guys he has a relationship with, they all want to play for the man. And um, and, and we, get, we get some experience. You know, Will talked about, and you're going to run through the list, I know, but Will talked about being able to uh, to, to find pieces of the puzzle that, that fit his scheme and, and what he wants to do, and this is just another step in that direction. Up next, we have another transfer. This one is from Missouri. Uh Mantra Edwards, a 6'3", 295-pound freshman on the defensive line. He was a a three-star defensive tackle prospect by all the major recruiting services out of high school. Uh, Rivals had him as the uh, number uh, 37-ranked defensive tackle and the number 18 recruit out of Mississippi out of any position. Played for Holmes County and... um, you know, went up to Missouri, and now he is going to be a Golden Eagle. Then, one of the big surprises from today, Zay Franks, who had been committed to UCF up until yesterday, he is a six foot two, 180-pound freshman wide receiver out of McGee, Mississippi, McGee High School that won the state title. That commitment was announced later this afternoon. Well, I say it was earlier in the afternoon, but later in regards to when they announced the rest of them. But his teammate is um, also signing with us, Chandler Pittman. So we got both of those at the same time uh, right after lunch. But they had him at at 24-7, has him as a three-star prospect. Again, he'd been committed to UCF up until yesterday. So another addition to the uh to the class as far as a wide receiver goes. We have several receivers here, and one of the things that Coach spoke about in his press conference was that wide receiver wasn't necessarily a need, but there was a lot of talent in Mississippi this year. So they wanted to go, you know, they didn't want them leaving the state. They wanted them coming here. So that was uh, that was good to hear. Yeah, it's good to, it's good to see a lot. I mean, and this that's going to be a theme throughout this whole deal is, this, is these, you know, these at least three-star guys. And, you know, uh, it, it's good to have them home. It's good to have them. Um, it's good to keep this talent close to here. And from everybody that, you know, that follows the recruiting way more closely than I do, they love this kid, Zay. Um, I, you know, everybody talked about it like it was, you know, just like one of the biggest gifts we could possibly get. So I can't wait to see him get out there and uh, and get it going on the field. All right, up next is, is probably – the uh, one of the marquee names of the class. He is the cousin of former Golden Eagle wide receiver Dominique Sullivan. I'm talking about Ty Keys, a 6'2", 205-pound quarterback out of Taylorsville, Mississippi. Uh, ESPN top 300 player in the class of 2021. He was ranked the number seven dual threat quarterback in the country by ESPN and a four-star recruit. Rivals in 24-7 have him as a three-star. The 2019 Mississippi Gatorade Player of the Year. He was a dandy dozen selection for the Clarion Ledger. He was named Mr. Football by the Mississippi Association of Coaches in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Finished his career at Taylorsville with 14,525 yards and 155 touchdowns. I believe in the presser, um, Will Hall said that he had more state titles than he had losses during his time at Taylorsville, Mm. which is extremely impressive. But this is a a kid that, you know, we've kind of had our eye on for a long time. 
He's he's a, a kid that's made a name for himself even as an underclassman, and it's good to finally get him in the black and gold. Man, that's stats out of this world right there. 14,000? Did you say 14,000 14, yards passing? 14,525. And you know, you know, he won three state championships, right? Um, Taylorsville actually played for a fourth championship, um, and they lost that game, but he wasn't playing. Like I guess he got injured or something for that game. Yes. Uh, and then that was at the Rock. Um, so <laughs> he could literally have four uh, state championships. It's just it's just insane. And and um, talk about a guy who's really in Will Hall's corner. So this this guy he's one of the most one of the more heralded recruits uh, in the state of Mississippi and and really in the nation. So to have him here, man, another huge get. Up next, we have Richard Mays, a 6'2", 200-pound wide receiver out of Ridgeland. Uh, one of the things Will Hall commented on is, you know, he's he's already built. He's, he's already over 200 pounds as a wide receiver. Um, consensus three-star wide receiver. You're kind of seeing a trend here. Uh, had a great career at Ridgeland. Ridgeland. And just a, another way, it looks like he just drove up 49 and just started picking up players. <laughs> um, then uh, Michael McLeod, a six foot four, three hundred and fifteen pound offensive lineman out of Greene County High School in Leakesville, Mississippi. This is one that was kind of kept quiet until today. Uh, he played D line for three years, and then he said one year on the offensive line. In the press conference, uh, Coach Hall said press conference press conference. Coach Hall said if this were a normal year and he was able to go to camps, his offer would have his offers would have blown up. Um. He played in the Mississippi Alabama All Star game on the offensive line as well. But, you know, and, and later in the presser, with the final three spots that we have, we only have like, I believe we only have like 15 or 16 spots this year due to uh, signees that we'd moved forward in the past. And I think he's going to try not to move many forward for, for next year and just have a full class to recruit for next year. But, um, he mentioned that tackle is going to be a focus in the the final three, so it's good to get uh, a it's good to get a guy a big guy, and it's good to get a guy that you know he said his offers would have blown up if this were a normal year and he was able to go to camps. Uh, so it's great to get another guy that perhaps flew under the radar a little bit. Yeah, you want to get as many good players as you can possibly get, obviously, but you also want to uh, you know fill needs that you have, and for a good portion of the year and and probably last year as well, you know we. It looked like Southern Miss could use uh, some 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 help on the offensive line, so this is a piece to that puzzle. And like you mentioned, there's a couple still out there. Boy, I would sure like to add like some junior college all American type of type of guys that can come in with experience, size, strength, um, and can and can jump in there and help out right away. We'll see how that goes. But for for everybody out there, you, you know way more about this than I do. Um, so explain to me, and I, I sent you a text earlier about um, circling back around with Booth and um, Turner. So you mentioned like the amount of scholarships we have left. Can, can you explain that, I guess, to everybody listening, but to me too, um, like how that factors in? Like if they do not come back, does that give us two more? No, you get you okay. have 25 each year, and you cannot exceed that 25. So if you have players that transfer in, or you have players that, um, you know, anybody that signs with you, they count towards those numbers. So we took a lot of transfers, I guess, you know, at the end of last year over the summer. And 
they counted those numbers forward. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, whether or not those guys stay or go, you it, it, you're, you don't get any kind of – you don't get like a, 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 a trade exception or anything like that. Yeah, okay. Um, so – but it looks like he's been after a lot of those guys, and it seems like a lot of those guys will come back. He did say that out of the you know the team, they only had about one or two players that he was. The rest of them he was expecting to come back, except with the exception of about one or two players. So that was definitely very encouraging. I don't know who those one or two players are, but I'm sure we'll find out in the next few weeks. Up next, we've got uh, the teammate of Zay Franks, the one that was announced earlier this afternoon. Chandler Pittman, uh, an athlete, 5'9", 165 pounds. Uh, Coach Hall mentioned that he kind of sees him in a slot receiver slash super back role. And and that's kind of, I guess, like a hybrid where he can come back in the backfield, take some carries. Also is a possibility that he could run the Wildcat. But, you know, another McGee player, they ended up winning the 3A state championship. He was named the MVP of the state championship after a five-touchdown performance. He threw for... (laughs) 3,012 yards, rushed for 1,354 more for a total of 45 touchdowns as a junior. He's listed as a three-star athlete and the number 18 overall player in the state of Mississippi, according to 24-7. For Class 3A, he was named Mr. Football by the Mississippi Association of Coaches. So, and during his senior year, over 3,000 all-purpose yards, just under 2,000 in the air while rushing for 1,052 for a total of 26 TDs. This in his senior year. So another guy that will definitely contribute. Then you've got Jeremiah Robinson from right down the road in Pedal, a 5'11", 165-pound wide receiver. I got to see him play against Northwest Rankin. He definitely was impressive. One of the things that Coach Hall mentioned about him was that he's extremely explosive. And very fast. Um, a, a three-star prospect by 24-7. He had 50, uh, he caught 50 passes for 789 yards and nine touchdowns as a senior and rushed for 391 yards and 11 TDs during his year's another, battle. Yeah. Another guy that's just a, just a football player, right? He can come in and, uh, and, and right away. And yeah, I think something else about, uh, I think we kind of needed to get back in the door at pedal high school. And and this is a way to do that, and you do that with an awesome player. So, win-win. Next up is a place kicker from Oxford High School in Oxford, Mississippi, Jack Tannehill. He is 5'9", 165 pounds. Uh, Cole's kicking rated him as a five-star. He was named the 57th overall kicker in the 2020 class and the number one rated kicker in the state of Mississippi. Made 132 of 133 PATs. Uh, connected on 43 field goals, including 15 as a senior with a career long of 48 yards. Helped lead Oxford to back-to-back state finals appearances, capturing the title as a junior. His mother is the mayor of Oxford, Mississippi. And uh, they, she has been involved in some friendly wagers with our mayor, Toby Barker, here in right. regards to baseball games in the past. So that's kind of fun. But um, I think the plan is, t- is to, to sit him out and then, you know, I'll be good to go next year. So, yeah, you got that preferred walk on. I think is what you call it. And uh, I think he's actually a blue shirt or a blue shirt. Okay. Um, or gray shirt. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and we've got good kickers here right now. But you know, adding one of the best in Mississippi and you know everywhere uh, never hurts. So, 
good to see him coming on and good to see us take one out of uh the black bears backyard are they still the black bears or is that no is that have they changed it? I think they're the, like the trains now from everything I've seen. I don't know. Okay. No, they're still the Black Bears. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you get the land share. You got the – I can't keep up. <laughs> Another player from that area, Brent, uh, Brennan Tolls, a defensive back, six foot, 175 pounds out of Lafayette High School in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, another three-star across the board. Um, 24-7 had him ranked as the 26th best player in the state of Mississippi. The last player, the last signee today, is a transfer from the University of Louisville. This was a signing day surprise. He will be here in January. His name is T. Webb. He's a 6'4", 195-pound freshman quarterback. He's out of Cartersville, Georgia. Now, interesting tidbit about that. So he was the starting quarterback at Cartersville. The previous starter at Cartersville was current Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. So he, he had some big shoes to fill there and apparently did pretty well um, in that regard. The footage on him is pretty impressive. He's got a pretty stout arm, pretty accurate. So he's somebody that is going to come in uh, in January and should be in the mix for competition come this spring. So he is a freshman, an incoming freshman. Correct. An incoming sophomore. Correct. He signed with Louisville last year. No, he's going to be an incoming freshman because you get this, okay. this year back. Oh, that's right. Okay. That makes sense now. I wasn't uh, I wasn't aware there'd be math involved. Yeah, they had uh, they had a lot of I think they had some issues up there in, in Louisville this season, and I think they had a a couple of guys that are bailing on the program. So, um, you know, and the word is I think too that they're they're getting the the transfer from Mississippi State their quarterback. So, um, you know, he had a relationship with Will Hall from Will Hall's days in Georgia, and um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this quarterback competition plays out. Mm-hmm. Sure. And competition is never a bad thing. Get as many good players as you can get and let them, you know, figure it out. See, see who's the best on the field. So this is another guy that I'm, I'm, I'm itching to see play, man. We talked about, we couldn't wait for camp to get started on last episode. And I mean, <laughs> we've got the rest of basketball in the summer and the, you know, we got baseball and all that, but I, I would love it if I could go watch the spring game tomorrow. <laughs> A couple of tidbits here. So Coach Hall says we're going to try to add three more players. Could be an offensive lineman, a defensive back, or the best available. Um, Right now, all of these high school kids are going to be summer enrollees. All three of the transfers are going to be January enrollees. So just a little tidbit of information there. So also we had the final Southern Miss football game. Of the 2020 season, this past Thursday night, it was an absolute blast. The crowd was a little slimmer. I think it had to do with the 5:30 kickoff, you know, final game, all this, that, and the other. But I had an absolute blast at this game as the Golden Eagles defeat the defending Conference USA champs, Florida Atlantic, by a final score of 45 to 31. Dude, how much? How much fun did we have the other night? Yes, it was great. Uh, you know, it helped that we were playing so good, but you know, it didn't start off that way. Uh, the opening, uh, uh, the, the, was it the first play from scrimmage that we fumbled? Or, yeah, it I was, guess, I guess, they I guess got the, we stopped them. We stopped them, they uh, punted, and then, yeah, uh-huh. Frank Gore. First play from scrimmage, you know, yeah, Frank just runs through. I think he ran through a couple tackles and gained several yards, and then the ball just squirted out. 
And I was right there in front of us. You know, we sit in the end zone. It's right there. And I think the very next play, they threw it to the corner and got a touchdown. And, you know, at that point, I think you're just, we're all just looking around saying, man, we're just here to have a good time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then not long after that, uh, the, the defense uh, held him again. And maybe the first or second play from there, uh, Trey Lowe throws a pick. <laughs> so we're like four or five plays into the game and already two turnovers. And I don't want to say I still had a good feeling. I wasn't feeling horrible. I, I, something about the energy that night, even with the smaller crowd, uh, there's an energy about it. I think we're all kind of looking around like, where's Will at? You know, where, where's Coach Hall? What's he doing? And, um, and, and, and then after that, yeah, it was just kind of straight curb stomping uh, the rest of the night, which was great to see. So, um, they're going to run through a lot of these numbers, but we had a, a lot of playmakers do their thing that night. And, and I could not be more proud of, of any of the players, uh, as I am of Trey Lowe. And we, we got the Trey Lowe show chant going in the end zone there. Um, it was great, man. It was super fun. So glad that it happened, uh, on that night on a, on a throwback Thursday night game. Uh, we're all so used to those back in the, uh, Bauer era. And, um, it was great. So Trey Lowe threw for 209 yards with two touchdown passes. He also rushed for 70 yards on 16 carries, including a 13-yard touchdown run. So, yes, it was a great showing from Trey Lowe, and it kind of makes you curious about some of these other games where he didn't get necessarily a full week of of first-team snaps, and now he comes in here and, and really shows out. The offense as a whole, and you, you talk, we talked about Frank Gore's fumble, but it was almost like, to quote Michael Jordan from – uh, last dance, and I took that personally. After that fumble, he comes back out there, has a 73-yard touchdown run. He rushed for 111 yards on just nine carries that night, and all this battling a turf too. So that was pretty impressive as well. Wow. Um, Kevin Perkins, Kevin Perkins, 15 carries for 71 yards. Um, you know, had a great game. Tim Jones had a touchdown reception. Jason Brownlee had a 43-yard touchdown reception. So all those guys were showing out. Cam Harrell takes a uh, kick return back for a touchdown. Yes. And then you had Kyle Hemby get an interception right there at the end of the game, which was fun. Total yards on the game. Southern Miss puts up 514 yards of offense while F- holding FAU to 326 yards of total offense. Through the air, Southern Miss had 209 yards passing and 305 yards rushing. FAU 162 yards passing and 164 yards rushing. So as good as the offense was, the defense was pretty solid as well. And this was a team that had been in the mix for that East Division title in Conference USA. So, you know, they weren't, they weren't, I don't think they were as good as they were last year, but they're definitely not the, 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 uh, weakest team that we've played all year. They, they probably one of the, as far as wins and losses and all this, that and the other goes, they, they had a pretty decent season. But it was a lot of fun. It had, to me, it had the feel of that 2013 game where we had lost 23 games in a row and we went to the final game of the year. It's kind of like they let it all hang out and defeated UAB mm-hmm. um, in Munkin's first year. It had a lot of the same feels with that. Shout out to the coaches that hung around and didn't bail on these kids. Shout out to the players who hung around and didn't opt out. Um, I think that you can see a lot of bonding going on with this team. You can see a lot of unity, even on social media. You can tell that these guys are happy to be Golden Eagles. And also, you kind of have to look at this as uh, a potential audition. You know, Will Hall kind of injected some energy into the program. And even though he wasn't on the field, you had some guys that it kind of looked like they were playing for their job next year. 
Yeah, and you could tell everybody was having fun. We mentioned all the fun that we were having in the stands. But, I mean, I think the coaches were having fun. I think the players were having fun. Um, and, and yeah, the guys that are, you know, here at the end of the road, um, it's, it's like, like the, the roster has finally, I think, been whittled down to the guys that really, really, really want to be here. Guys like Cam. And you mentioned that return. My God, that dude, every, when, when he gets those returns, it seems like within the first six steps, like he was just shot out of a cannon. Right, <laughs> just the top right. speed, just so quick. Um, so many playmakers everywhere around this team. And, and, and that, you know, I know you, you've mentioned it before, but any like marginal improvement at all, um, you know, and, and this team is, you know, a five or six win team this year. And, and through everything that we've gone through, that's incredible to, to say. And, and you mentioned FAU. They, if I'm not mistaken, they came in with the sixth rated defense in the country. Right. I'm not I'm not 100 percent on that. It was, it was it was around there. It was, okay. And so yeah, I mean like a top ten rated defense uh, in the nation, and you take a team that has struggled to run the ball for like the last four years, and we ran for I don't know what was the final total on our runs. Uh, we hit over three hundred. Three oh five or something. Yeah, like three oh five. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you <laughs> that that just shows you what we kind of have. And wh- how many times have we said it on here? Man, we, we that I'm looking around, and I just don't think that our players are worse than the other guys. You know, it looks like we have talent. Um, my eyeballs do not deceive me, and it's nice to see them all put it together. And you, you mentioned the coaches, and I was going to give the sh- – I'll probably give them a shout-out at the end anyway. But for these guys to stick together and to keep these players motivated, um, you know, is it, it's, it's uh, commendable. Uh, I know coaches are used to bouncing around, and you look at all these guys, and they've all been at several different schools uh, up until this point in their career, but – you know, this is what they do. They, they 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 try to make players better and develop young men, and and we're seeing it, right? We saw it all happen. Uh, just it, it came, luckily it came to it, it came to fruition there at the end uh, with a victory. But either way, man, they, those guys got better the entire year. The defense, how much better is the Southern Miss defense right now than they were two months ago? Oh, absolutely. Um, with with with, with a coaching staff that has to know that they're not going to be here next year. So it's just, I mean, hats off, you know, hats off to all those guys and all the players that didn't quit, but specifically the coaches that just gave it their all, you know, kind of knowing that they wouldn't be here next year. So it was great. A couple of other notes from the game. So Will Hall was at the game, spotted on the sidelines, and then he went up to the suites to kind of make the rounds a little bit. Um, Trey Lowe, uh, a Manning, was awarded a Manning Award Star of the Week. And he, I think, I don't know if the voting is over, but you could go vote for him on Facebook. Cam Harrell, the Conference USA Special Teams Player of the Week, after his kickoff return for a touchdown, and this with this win, the Golden Eagles finished the 2020 season with a three and seven record. Over the past few days, some of the announcements have come in as far as who is on the new coaching staff for Will Hall. I'm just going to go through their title and where they came from. I'm not going to get into too many specifics right now because we got a pretty full show, but just give you guys an idea about who the new staff is going to be. So up first we have Cody, Cody Kennedy. He will be the offensive line coach slash run game coordinator. Prior to this, he was the offensive line coach at Tulane. He's following Will Hall here. Then you have Desmond Lindsay, wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator. Prior to this, he was the running back coach at Arkansas State. He was also here at Southern Miss back during the 2016 season. The running back coach will be Jordy Joseph. 
Last season, he was an offensive analyst at Tulane. I believe he played at Tulane as well, or Tulane, or Tulane, how Cox says it, whatever. <laughs> um, then we have Caden Cochran. He will be coaching tight ends. He was the offensive coordinator slash recruiting coordinator at Emporia State. On the defensive side of the ball, Austin Armstrong will be the defensive coordinator slash inside linebackers coach, a very interesting candidate there. This season, he was the inside linebackers coach at ULL. Then Brandon Lacey will be the defensive line coach. Prior to this, he was the defensive line coach at Richmond. Mark Kreiner is the outside linebackers coach. His previous position, he was the linebacker coach for the Seattle Dragons of the XFL. Um, the cornerback coach, I'll come back to him. Tad Blaylock will be the director of football operations. He was here uh, in Southern Miss uh, a few years back. He is was the assistant athletic director for, for football operations at Incarnate Word prior to this current position. Reed Stringer is the assistant head coach slash general manager. This season, he was the tight ends slash special teams coordinator at Southern Miss. Um, it hasn't been announced yet, but I've, I've kind of seen enough to think that this is a reality. He kind of posted a going away tweet uh, that this game this weekend at Ole Miss would be his last game at Ole Miss. But he's the assistant football strength and conditioning coach at Ole Miss. Lance Ansar, I believe that's how you say that. Um it seems like he is going to be the strength conditioning coach here at Southern Miss, although that has not been announced yet. And finally, the cornerbacks coach. He's coming from Central Arkansas, where he was the defensive coordinator. He is one of the nastiest of the nasty bunch. Chad Williams, former Golden Eagle star, former Baltimore Raven, former San Francisco 49er. Chad Williams coming back to play a role in coaching this Southern Miss defense. So I believe we have a few more positions out there that could be announced, but for, for the most part, that is the, the majority of your coaching staff for 21. Who uh, who sticks out to you from that list? I mean, outside of Chad. Like, Chad's one of our favorite players, and everybody, everybody knows Chad. But for the rest of them, um, who sticks out on that list for you? I'm curious about – so they don't have an offensive coordinator because Will Hall is going to be calling the play. So you have Cody Kennedy as an offensive line coach and run game coordinator, and Desmond Lindsay as a wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator. So I'm curious about how those are going to work out. I thought Desmond Lindsay was a great recruiter when he was here the first time around. Um, and, and Cody Kennedy has kind of been following Will Hall along, and you know they have a pretty solid relationship. So I'm curious about that. Um, offense, Austin Armstrong, the, the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, very young guy, very young guy. So I'm kind of, I th- int- I th- I'm not positive. He's, if he's 30. Yeah. Which you don't have to be. Don't get me wrong. No, but, I mean, but I, I tell you what, if, if he does, if, if Will Hall thinks that highly of him, this has got to be one sharp dude. Oh, absolutely. And one thing to keep in mind, most of these coaches, if not all of them have some kind of ties to Will Hall, whether it's from their time at Tulane together, their time at ULL, West Georgia, or West Alabama. There's some connection in there with, with every one of these coaches that he's worked with at some point in the past. So he knows what he's getting. I don't think this was any kind of a, um audition with these guys. I think he mm-hmm. kind of had a probably had this roster in mind um, when he was uh, when he was interviewing for the job as, as guys he wanted to get. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But – it's it's just uh, it's an exciting time right now to follow Southern Miss football, even though we don't have any more games. <laughs> yeah, it, you're right about that for sure. <laughs> well, let's move on and talk a little Southern Miss basketball. Last Wednesday, the Golden Eagles went down to Tulane 
to mm. take on the Green Wave Falling. Just skip it. Just skip it. <laughs> it was a pretty brutal game. Uh, we just could not get anything going at whatsoever, and Southern Miss fell uh, 58 to 38 to the Green Wave. It was just one of those. It was just an off night. I mean. I think we've gotten better the the past two games, but that night we just could not get anything going at all. Right, and well, you know, it held held the other team uh, held Tulane under sixty points, which is great <laughs> most of the time. Um, but we had twelve freaking points at halftime, bro. Yeah, uh, that's, that's just that's that's you know it's just that's that's bad. And, and you have to be scratching your head. Uh, and I love seeing all this moron Twitter reaction where they're like, man, they can't, they can't. You know, uh, recruiting these shooters. I'm like, you do realize that everybody on our team was like the best there's ever been, like at their high school. <laughs> you know, like I mean, we have players uh, out of this world. So that was one of those nights I hated to see it, especially on my birthday week. That was kind of like the beginning of my birthday bonanza uh, that happened all week long, and it could not have started off on a worse note, and then it got better from there. But um, but yeah, that one was that one was rough, dude. I was I was so glad. That I did not make the I, I couldn't make the trip down anyway because I think they only let in like a hundred people. But yeah. If, if we could, then I would have, and I'm positive I would not have stayed past halftime. But uh, <laughs> but it it was it was bad. It was not good. Then on Saturday, Southern Miss hosted South Alabama in what turned out to be a heartbreaker, a much mm. more valiant effort from the basketball team this week, uh, or this Saturday. But they ended up following on a last minute. Three-point shot that bounced way high and then ended up going through the net to give South Alabama a 76-75 victory. But one of the bright spots from this game was that Jerron Pierre kind of had his coming-out party. I believe he had five three-pointers in the first half. I mean, he just was playing out of his mind. Um, he, he had a 25-point and 10-rebound performance. And went six for eleven from three pointer. He was the best three. player on the basketball floor that night. Um, and where were you, by the way? I was looking down there. I was like, "Where's Jamie? Where's Jamie at?" I was doing some stuff for a potential uh, employment opportunity. Blah 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 <laughs> blah blah. blah. Missed the game. Anyway, no absolute heartbreaker. Uh, and you mentioned how high that ball went off the rim. Uh, and to just set this up for the people that maybe weren't listening or watching or. Or whatever. Um, we are up one point. We're at the free throw line, and there's like seven seconds to go, or six seconds to go, or something like that. And we make the first and miss the second, which is always in like the worst of things that can happen because um, you never know where that ball is going to go off the rim, and, and you know, or they have to decide what they're going to do really, really quickly after a make. I think sometimes you'll get that quick timeout, but anyway. So then they – and what happens at this point usually in basketball games is they run down the court, they dribble it around for a second, they throw up a prayer, it clangs off the rim, everybody goes crazy. All of that stuff happened except after it clanged off the front of the rim, the back of the rim, went way high, almost over the backboard, hit the top of the backboard, came back down. I think it grazed the rim like a third time. And then went in. It took so long for that to happen that I literally jumped up in the air in celebration. And as I came down, saw it go through the hoop. <laughs> it was just, you know, it was just total, um, total excitement, and then just total rip my heart straight out of my chest. But I, I, I want to say that we led the entire game except for like four minutes of it. Um, 
so it was so fun the whole night. Pierre, yeah, he, he was he was incredible. Drain found a little bit. Drain hit three or four threes. Um, lots of positives, man. Lots of positives, and we we did everything except for come out with another point than the other team. Then last night, Southern Miss went to Lamar and ended up with a 66-63 win. Watch that one on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Arthur Konachuk, 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 yeah, Konachuk, Nunchuk, Nutchuk, Nutchuk. Uh, he had 15 points, uh, which to lead all scores, then Tay Hardy with 13 points. But it was good to see them come out with a win. They had a pretty decent lead. They were up 33 to 20 at the half, but uh, Lamar kind of made a run there uh, in the second half and ended up coming back, getting in with within three. The Golden Eagles were able to hang on and get that victory. But man, it was start. You're starting to get nervous there at the end. You started to feel exactly like the South Alabama game, where I mean, not that we're in that uh, kind of control versus South the whole time, but we did have a lead. With less than 10 seconds, um, and we were on the free throw line. <laughs> um, so here we are, you know, we got a one point lead, and uh, and then we missed, right? Drain missed it, he missed the, the opening. And, and then your boy Kanuchuk, who you just mentioned, um, I think you had, I think you said he had 15 points. Well, none were bigger than uh, after the miss on the free throw by Drain, Kanuchuk. Gets the rebound, the offensive rebound off of a free throw, which never happens. Got it, got fouled, and knocked them both down to give us a three-point advantage. So that was humongous. And it's got to feel nice for the players to, I mean, not only get a win, but to kind of feel like, um, like I think the South Alabama team is the best team we've played all year. We should have won that game, but we didn't come out on top. Then to find ourselves in a, you know, a like uh like almost the exact same situation the very next game but you figure out how to get it done um that goes a lot uh, a long way i think uh with 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 just mentally how how these guys think that you know if you think you're going to win a lot of times you'll come out winners and um i think they took a step in the right direction after that one for sure upcoming games so this saturday southern miss is hosting ulm at 2 p.m. And then this game was just added. This is going to be on Monday, December the 28th. That's the Monday after Christmas. Southern Miss will be hosting Loyola out of uh, Louisiana at 2 p.m. That's on a Monday, a matinee game. This will be a father-son battle between head coach Jay Ladner and, That's right. and his son, who is a sophomore for the Wolfpack basketball team, Luke Ladner. So an interesting uh, matchup there. The Golden Eagles are now 2-3 and three on the season, uh, moving forward, then after that, they will get into conference play. Women's basketball. First game is supposed to take place this Friday. That is December the 18th. They're hosting Nichols at 6 p.m. And then on Saturday at 6 p.m., the Lady Eagles will be hosting William Carey. All right, I think we've covered a pretty good chunk of information this evening. Jason, do you have any shout-outs? I do have uh, a few shout-outs. We, we mentioned a little bit of it uh, halfway through the show there, but I just wanted to give a shout-out. And I sent I sent Coach a a direct message on Facebook or Twitter, one of them, and um, he responded back that that you know that 
he was happy that I sent it and it kind of made his day. I just told him like, man, look, you were, you were given the coach Billings. I'm talking about you were, you were given just a, um, an impossible situation. You inherited kind of an impossible situation here and you, you made the most of it. And, you know, it, it did not go without, um, it, it didn't, it, everybody saw it. So, um, it, it was so good. And, you know, he got the Gatorade bath at the end of the game. So anyway, as far as the shout outs go, I want to give a shout out to coach Billings just for doing his thing, man. And, um, and doing it all the way to the end. And, um, I also have to give a shout out to our good buddy Matt Rockwell for all of the free beers that he bought me uh, before the game at Four Street Bar. And then when I get to the game, uh, Steve Farmer would, wouldn't allow me to buy beer, so he kept buying mine. So I apologize for whoever I talked to that night because when there's free beer involved, you know, I get a little loose. Um, and then uh, lastly – I would like to just give a shout out to all the listeners, man. The listeners, uh, the listens kind of keep going up uh, every week. It always seems like football season, the listens are a little bit higher, but um, this has been a weird year, man. And these guys have stuck with us. I hope that you enjoy listening. We don't do this for the money, <laughs> you know. <laughs> there's so many times people say, like, man, how much money do you make? I'm like, dude, I don't. We don't. I I get paid. I get paid by like being able to interview people like Marshant Kenny and John Thompson and, you know, like, and do that kind of, that, that's my payment. Um, but I do appreciate all the listeners, uh, coming up and just saying they like the show, man. I, I think that, uh, it, it makes it, um, worthwhile doing this for an hour every week. And, and lastly, I have to give a shout out to Jeremy McLean for everything. I mean, this guy probably hadn't slept a wink in forever and he knocked this hire out of the park he somehow secured these funds to uh to hire the new guy to up the ante for the 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 salary coaching pool and he did it in the middle of a hundred year pandemic you know kudos to jeremy mclean and whatever in the world he pulled out of that magic hat to make this happen um so glad we have him here southern miss yeah co-sign on all those um steve farmer yeah definitely shout out to steve Give a shout out to Margie Jepson, who's been uh, coming at us with MJ. the feedback this week. MJ, she's a sweetheart. Uh, Patrick Lowry, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. He made a graphic for us, so definitely want to give a shout out to that dude. Yes. And Joe Saban had a good Golden Eagle conversation with uh, Joe Saban in the past two few days, so I want to give him a shout out as well. Uh, so we mentioned it on the show last week, Jason. Um, a very very belated happy birthday to you. How were how was the birthday week festivities? The birthday week was fantastic outside of that uh, two-lane fiasco. But um, just real quick, I'm going to run through this. Uh, I know we got to go. But anyway, so Wednesday, basketball on TV didn't go great, uh, but still, you know, got to watch the Eagles. Thursday, old school Thursday, game day at the Rock. Most fun I've had in forever. We talked about that during the show. Um, thanks for all of the beers and stuff that we had there. Got rowdy in the end zone. It was awesome. Um, got to wear a brand new hat that my four-year-old picked out for me, and it's baller. So that was cool. Um, got to play golf with my dad on Friday morning because I took off cool. because, yeah, yeah, you know, I can. And not to mention that I can actually play golf in uh, December, you know. Another good thing about living in Mississippi. Um, so then, then like, that, that night, uh, came back after, I came back after golf, had a dad nap, um, hit up the Keg and Barrel Christmas Bar that night, and then ended up at 4th Street yet again, so... The whole full circle deal was great. And don't forget about that uh, Saturday at Reed Green. That was fantastic. So that was one hell of a birthday. <laughs> I hope I can do it again next year. Friday birthdays is the best. Um, and so I guess what's that mean? My next year's birthday is on a Saturday? Unless it's a leap year? 
Here yeah, we go with the math again. I don't know. Yeah, it's but. not. It's not a, this. This was the leap year. This was it. Yeah, this was it. Okay, so, cool. Um, on Twitter, this just got posted, um, confirming that Lance Ansar is going to be Will Hall's strength and conditioning coach at Southern Miss. So, um, remember where you heard it first, even though you were hearing this way after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back. We'll have another show next week. It's Christmas week. Uh, you guys stay safe this weekend. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. Oh.